Hey, what's going on? This is the John Papaloni Show. We're doing episode five of season one. Today, we are interviewing Jazz Tacker from the Real Estate Experience and uh, inside the Royal Page Signature downtown office, which uh, has been giving me a little bit of anxiety because some of you may know that it was a real turn to about Christmas Eve. I was going to say New Year's Eve, but it's Christmas Eve. And um, yeah, so, you know, coming into the office today was kind of... Uh, you know, like uh, all kinds of emotions. It was like kind of a great emotion, kind of a, like a sad emotion and sort of like you second guess yourself. I mean, I, deep down, I know I'm right. I'm good. But it was one of those things that and I love it. I mean, this this experience I had made me who I am today. And I'm very, very happy about that. I mean, like, welcome, Jazz, to my show. Thanks for having me on. Um, the the anxiety and all that doesn't show, buddy. So oh, that's uh, you're great. doing a great job. I've been listening to some of your uh, past episodes, and I wouldn't even tell that you've only. This is only episode number five. So uh, again, thanks for having me on. Um, but know that what you're doing uh, by putting yourself out there, a b, making such a huge jump. From, from a time where, you know, you started obviously wanting to be a realtor and then made the jump into something that I think is your passion because we were talking off air. Buddy, it's, yes. it's, there is no other way to do it. Uh, I tell everyone who comes in even a, like a foot of me that the first thing you need to do is find your passion because then you're never really working towards something. It pulls you. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel that now? I like agree. that you're I living agree. it? I agree. You know, I mean, I've always been technology based, right? right. Like everything, technology comes naturally. To mm. me. Like I've, like even when the computers first came out, yeah. I was able to rip them apart, put sure. them back together sure. and I would program them and everything. And I've never taken a day in class for it. See, check this out, John. As you say that, I'm the exact opposite. So I don't use a computer. I don't use a laptop. Um, I was given one for years and I mean, you know, I use laptop because you had to, but right. I hated it. And so even sitting in class learning about computers and, you know, there was the, uh, the keyboard and typewriting class, all that kind of stuff. I punted that as soon as I possibly can. Like I was the kid like, teacher, can I go to the washroom? And, and then never came back because it was never my passion. My oh. passion. I actually had probably more fun sitting in the principal's office speaking with all the secretaries. Because that was just my norm. I had a lot more fun speaking to the secretaries and even the principal. Like, it just, I could not sit in class. And again, talking off air with you, man, when we started talking about social media and podcasts and videos, you're like, exactly, look right there, yeah, right yeah. there, right there. <laughs> I, like, I couldn't even script it any better, right? And so yeah. that laugh, that, that, that passion really starts to come out. Um, that's it, man. Like, you really, really, if, if anyone listening and watching, Figure out what that passion is going to be. Forget the money. Because I think people got it twisted. They chase money. It, it never works. It will always follow you. Money will always follow who's ever living their passion. Well, 100%. I agree it's so with nice you. to see, man. It's always so nice pleasure, to see. Always a pleasure. I mean, I love your podcast as well. As you know, I share them on my own websites yeah, as well. Thank you so much for yeah. that. And, and that's why I wanted to give you and your listeners and viewer, uh, viewers the most value that I possibly can because you're out there and sharing our content. Uh, it really does mean the world to us, man. Um, so whatever, like you take this, it's your show, buddy. And I know <laughs> we're sitting in, in my studio today. And so I thank you for doing this uh, w w with me here. Uh, it was a big help so I didn't have to get out on the road. Um, but it's your show. Take this where you want, man. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's great to be here. I, like I said, this is like incredible. Mm. Like, this is You see it always on, on, on our YouTube channels and I stuff do, like that. I know, and our, like, like the content that we put on Instagram and Facebook. It's now totally you're here, what do you different. Think? Like, it's what do you like, think about the wall? And like, I love the decor. It's okay. like, and then like, I'm telling you, watching it and experiencing it right. are completely different. So I did this all by myself. I picked, every, no, I'm kidding. Um, my <laughs> team, shout out to the team, uh, Elto Crazy 8 Stewart, you hear her um, on the podcast as well. Clem, Steven, Ala, Simos, uh, my partner. Uh, these guys, uh, I went away for a week. Uh, to Mexico with the family, and I came back, and you know, there's 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 videos and pictures of uh, Alto uh, drilling in all <laughs> these shelves, and she became Miss Handyman, and 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 so you know, t- because I have the right team in place, this is what came out of it. So we're growing, man. We're growing. Definitely, the team. Next makes time a you come with some difference. sag like the John Papaloni show hat or something, bring it. We'll have it up on the wall and. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hold you to that That's one. For sure, buddy. No problem. No problem. So, Jazz, let's start off. Why don't you give everybody a history of, like, two histories. One, how did you start? Okay. And how did uh, the rec experience come to play? Um, so, uh, I uh, was, I've always been in uh, sales and service my whole life. So, uh, you're taking me back now. So, when I was probably about 11, 12 years old, I started, you know, the, the, the usual stuff, right? The paper route. Um did that and then went into, uh, while I was in high school, I started working for uh, Sporting Life, store down at uh, Sherway Gardens at that time, yeah, and I was also young in Eglinton, and I started to feel like, this is right, like I like, I like retail, I like people coming in, I like shooting the breeze with them, figuring out what they need, and figuring out, mat- like trying to match a product or a service. Uh, then went to CIBC and worked there for, t- like back then when internet and telephone banking started, right. um, and, and then I started working at uh, uh, Acura in uh, Brampton, so car sales. So new car sales, really learned from, uh, I was lucky, right? I'm blessed in that sense. I've had so many mentors, but at that time I, 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 I was actually mentored by uh, the owner uh, and uh, really took me underneath his wing. As I was there, it's about that feeling passion, right? Going back right, to what I course. originally said. Every time I've left a place, I've always been there for two to three years. Um, and some longer, but I, I just knew driving in, driving into, uh, taking the bus to, to sporting life, uh, driving into CIBC, driving into the dealership. And I just, you get that feeling in your stomach. You know what you probably got around Christmas Eve or maybe just slightly before Christmas Eve yes, when yes. you made that jump, you know that yes, feeling? Yes, I know exactly. And I knew I needed to make a change. Um, and so I, I, I met a lot of realtors at that time and I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. Cause it was just kind of the natural progression. Of course. In terms of price point. Right, you started off with shoes, and then banking, and then cars, and real estate was a, a generally the next progression. So I got into the business. Uh, funny story: uh, th- uh, three months in, uh, uh, the, the the broker and the owners, their manager, like amazing guys, really nice guys, but their training was pick up the the, the you know back then the the the, that, the white pages. Right. And the best advice they could give me was don't start at the start or the end because that's where all the other agents start go to the middle because they probably never got to the M's and the N's. I got that too. You got that, right? So that was like the training that they gave me. After three months, I was like, this is not for me. Like, I'm going to head out. I'm going to get out. Um, And I got a fax. And a fax was from uh, a company that said, uh, um, 
at that time it was probably our a real estate center marketing academy or something. And it was a free business development seminar. I went to the free business. It's just funny how it works. Right? I was probably, I was, wasn't at the office much, but I walk in and see a fax, pick up the fax. It just happened to be by the machine. Free business development seminar. I'm about to leave this business. I was like, ah, what do I got to lose? It's free. Drove down there. There's about 100 people, 150 people in the room. And the speaker picks on me. <laughs> and he says, who has a good website? And I put up my hand and I was like, oh, oh, oh. I just made this brand new website, jazzhackart.com. And I thought it was like the state of the art. And he goes, great. How many deals have you done from this, uh, from this website? I was like, none. none. <laughs> He's like, how many people have called you from it? I was like, none. <laughs> and he, he asked, well, well, you still think you have a good site? And what, I mean, this was supposed to work. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I, I had no clue. Right. And so I called him the next morning and I was like, you know, a couple of things happened as well. Like they're just, they're, he was razzing me a little bit more. And I was like, I like this guy's style. So I sat down with him and uh, I said to him, look, uh, at that time, he was selling a, a coaching program. I said, this is my last $2,500 I have. I'm going to give this to you. Coach me. Um, but please just don't lie to me. Like, tell me, tell me what you know. Um, because I was mentored in, in, in the car business, I knew that that's what I needed. And uh, he says to me, he goes, look, I don't want your money, um, but I'm growing my team. Why don't you, uh, like, just work here? And the company's name was the Real Estate Center. Um, and, uh, his name's Simon Janini. He passed away, right. uh, mm -hmm. and, and he became my partner over, this was going back to almost 14 years now. And I was mentored by him for the first two years at pretty much like no cost. Like I, I didn't make any money. Um, and that was his promise to me. He's like, for two years, you're not going to make any money, but, uh, you're going to learn this business. I really, really, truly got to learn from the best in this business, uh, because his style was amazing. It meshed with my style, which was never push anyone. Um, right. make it easy for people to buy. Right. I think that's kind of what I've learned learned over the years. Um, and then about five years, at, at, like after our relationship, I made partner. Well, not to interrupt ahead, you, man, yeah. just to tell the listeners that one of my first experiences in real estate uh, was actually with Simon. I got my first open house from him. Yes. Um, I didn't know who he was at <laughs> yeah. the time, like, yeah. or like the real estate center. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I heard around the brokerage, someone was uh, looking for someone to help him out, sure. you know, to do an open house. Some guy named Simon, I called the guy, this guy Simon, you know, and it got along well. I mean, like even just the the the, the Tony way he carried himself, for sure, for the sure. way he presented, he and, like, and, and like like everything was just valuable information. Yes, he, like he had all the answers without yeah. me asking it. Look, one of his favorite sayings was, um, "Don't worry, like there's enough pies to go around, pieces of pie for everyone, and 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 if there's not, not to worry, we'll bake more pies, right? Like he just his his uh, the abundance mentality um, was really drilled into me at a very early age, and definitely very early on in my career. So I never. It, the competition was never something that I was concerned about because I just knew that there's enough to go around, right? I believe that. And at the end of the day, it's about value and about helping people. Right. And at the end of the day, what name is on that paper? What name's not on that? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you're, if you're really there for your clients, you're there for the clients. You're not there for you. So you true. I mean? like, so true. And so, yeah, about five years in, as I said, made partner. And then uh, another gentleman came into our lives uh, who's now my partner now, Simeon Papaelius, another uh, Greek uh, 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 paisan of yours. <laughs> and um, so him and I uh, took on the full leadership role after our partner passed away. And that's now been, um, 
about a year and a few months that 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 happened and and both Simeon and I uh, have managed a team of 25 realtors that cover the greater Toronto area um, as well as we have seven support people now we like we we, we actually grew um, and so we, we like the team model because here's the truth, right? If there's any home buyers and home sellers listing, listening, sorry, there's there's 55,000 realtors in the GTA. And if you, you might be selling in one area and buying in another, and that's where we figured there's some holes because a lot of realtors, and it's their business model. It's not my business. I don't even, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just, it's tough, right? To know the downtown condo market and then also know uh, semi-detaches in Brampton, what's happening there. So the way that we built our team is we have experts in all the areas. And so we hope that sometimes if you deal with someone on our team, you might not be dealing with the same person for your for your sale and your purchase. purchase. That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Because again, it goes back to the client, not the uh, individual. Yeah, yeah. and so, and then about a year ago, uh, almost a year, a year this March would be when we uh, first aired our first podcast episode. It was just literally me with a mic uh, and just spewing real estate stuff because we had a lot of knowledge. At that time, it was like 13 years and change. And so we then quickly learned that people wanted the content. They really wanted the content. And given that it was free and when we started it, the thought process has always been the same. We're going to give away all the insider uh, uh, tips, right? right and and all the insider secrets. We're going to give it all away and hope that there's enough people listening that some of them will come back and use our service. So I'm peeling back the curtains. Like that's a, that's our, that's our business development. That's right. It, which makes right total there. sense. I mean, that's the way of today. We're in that information age. For sure. Um, and it's already available as well as the wrong information is so already available. So it's always great to have someone out there who's giving out the right information so people can be taken away from that bad information. Yeah, and we make it fun, right? I I think uh, what happened uh, about, uh, so we're three seasons in now. After the end of the first season, uh, sat down with the executive producer, Laura Stewart, and uh, we we, we said, look, what, what went well and what can we do better? Um, I still remember, we probably have pictures of, uh, of this room was a little different. We have a picture on the whiteboard, you know, split the, split the whiteboard in half and lots of things went well, just doing it, taking action you, for, for, for your viewers. Uh, you'll see the ready fire aim in the back and it's a, a little spin on the ready aim fire that we right. all I actually get. love that. Slogan. Thank you. Um, and so we, we said, look, let's just do it. And so that was definitely something that, uh, w- w- was something that we did well and we did it consistently every week we came out with an episode, but the one thing that came across after sitting down with Laura was not our full passion was coming out, you know, and, and, and. That's when we said, what else are we passionate about? Well, you know what? We're passionate about entrepreneurship because that's what we are. We're entrepreneurs. And I love all sports, like majority of sports. And right. I have a weird like knowledge of a, like a lot of depth uh, in terms of knowledge when it comes to sports. Laura's like in, into fashion. Uh, Simeon's into, he owned restaurants. Like th- this is something cool. It's different. Yeah, right? I, I observed that on his uh, profiles, and yeah. that kind of surprised me. I was looking at them, going, "No." Nah. Oh, I'll put up his cooking, <laughs> yeah, his chef like... skills against <laughs> anyone. Like my man can really hold a grill down. And so <laughs> we said, "Let's expand the content." That's awesome. About something that we're very, very passionate about: real estate, entrepreneurship. 
I myself have always uh, looked to leaders and and tried to just execute on some of their teachings. And so leadership was something that we had to, we just had to add to our repertoire. And and we meet with a lot of leaders from a city, like from the city perspective and just, just in general, right? Well, it makes sense. It makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Wow. What a, that, That's quite a... Yeah. You know, a detailed. Uh, I appreciate it because it kind of took me down memory I lane. Do. It's been a long time. I haven't, uh, I haven't told that story in this, like how I got into the business and how REC all, how, how REC's evolved and stuff. So I really appreciate that, man. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I mean, I, I like some of it I knew. Yeah. And some of it was sort of like, oh, really? Yeah. You know, like yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, kind of yeah. great for sure. So, for sure, like, I love it. I, and and now we're going really, really crazy on. Um, I get to play the mad scientist role here. As you see the whiteboard, uh, you know, the guys on the camera can't see it, but be behind the camera there, uh, I get to come and I draw a bunch of stuff here <laughs> in terms of all the more content that I want to push out, uh, going nuts on Instagram and Facebook and stories. And and, and yesterday, uh, two days ago, sorry, somebody said to me, hey, Jazz, like, did you know that you can do stories on WhatsApp? And so then I started doing some research and I'm like, okay, I put out a story and I was like, oh, 15, 20 people like are watching it. Oh, I did a story. Yes, today in the morning I did one. Oh, it went to 30 people. There's some attention there. People are looking. And so now I added that to the repertoire. So I'm going to be building content just for WhatsApp now. You just taught me something. It's funny because I'm like the social media guy and I didn't even think about WhatsApp. Yeah. So WhatsApp, it's, like there's, there's, it's surprising. It's not, not a lot of people know about it, um, that you can now do just like you do Facebook and Instagram stories. You can do WhatsApp stories. Well, it shouldn't be that surprising, even though it is, because it's part of uh, Facebook, right? It's so they kind all, of like Zucks is a very, very creative person, and more importantly, a very smart person. It's you know when they bought WhatsApp, I think they bought it for like five hundred million. It's possible. I yeah, thought it was a billion, but yeah, it could be wrong. even even at a billion dollars, and people are saying how crazy he is. He bought it undervalued. Like who's not on WhatsApp? <laughs> right? That's true. I'll right. be honest. Yeah. I don't see the purpose of it when you can text message a person just the same. Now, that being said, I'm in business just like you're in business. Yes. And the amount of people who use it to send files, send pictures, send whatever. That's what's the use of it. And that's the point. Though. And the groups. Like, and the groups. And the so, groups. So I have probably... 15 groups chats that I'm in. In fact, my WhatsApp is, notifications is always off because there's always someone chatting of in the course. groups. But my my most important ones is is three of them that I have with everyone on on the team. And we send each other files. It's it's so much faster than text messaging. Right. And that's the other thing. I'm noticing now, even myself, I'm getting more WhatsApp messages than I'm getting emails. For sure. For and, sure. You know what I mean? Like It's quicker. Yeah. And I've never, you know, even when I had, you know, was in the business. Yeah. And I would uh, call a client and, oh, I didn't check my email. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know. But yeah. if I send them through WhatsApp yeah. or even a message just to say, hey, send the uh, contract in your email. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So it's sort of like that's sort of like that bridge. Right. For sure. It, it, like I said, it, look, just it's, it's also nice to see that if I send you a message, if you read it and you didn't reply back to me, it'll be like, uh-oh. <laughs> Why don't you reply back to my message? Right? It's kind of creepy too, but you can you can make use of it if you want to, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what you're up to now, man. Well, yeah. So like, um, obviously, one of the um, strategies I had when I was doing this was to build my personal brand. It wasn't about, like for me, it wasn't even about the business as much as building up my brand and, uh, you know, servicing the clientele. Obviously, clientele was number one, uh, you know, before anything. Right. You take out the clientele. I, um, I didn't choose a brokerage based on the name. Right. I actually didn't care what brokerage I worked with. I actually chose Signature because I first met 
Jim after my uh, real estate course. Shout out to Jim Olette. And um, we had a conversation and I like what he had to say. And then, um, so I had a conversation with him and then he um, gave me his number. We booked a, an appointment to, you know, to meet up and talk more about it and so he can give me more details. So I thought about it and I said, okay, I, I'm going to see him on Thursday. So I just said, I'm going to go check out the other brokerages too, right? And um, Remax really was just a brand name. And since I said, I don't care about the brand name. Yeah. And like, so the fact that just because they advertise more and I, I got mixed feelings, different things. And it, it, I just was not turned on to them. Yeah. I don't have anything against them. Don't misunderstand me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are great too. Um, then there was Keller and I just, I don't know. It, you know, it's sort of like. I wasn't feeling the vibe there either. Look, I don't think I don't think the name at all is uh, a, a a huge thing, specifically in real estate. Um, I obviously, if whatever strengths that you have, i.e., like we're under the Royal LePage ba banner. Royal LePage being Canada's largest real estate company, uh, they've been at it now. I think about one hundred and four, hundred and five years. Right. Um, and so having that is nice. Right. But needing it is not exactly. something, right? And, like, and today people want to deal with the person more. And this is the thing, right? So what ended up happening was I thought, okay, one is the Canadian brand. I like to support the Canadian sure. brand. The second thing is a friend of mine had said, oh, I have a friend who works at a Royal Page. I'm not sure which office. Right. And, I, and it was a guy by the name of Emilio Espinoza. Oh, yeah. So I know Emilio. Yeah, yeah. I gave Emilio a call. I go, Emilio, I'm, you know, as John, I'm uh, Bill's friend. And uh, I asked him, I go, which brokerage do you work with? He goes, I know you work with Royal Page. He goes, I'm looking to go to uh, Signature. He goes, that's the brokerage I'm working with. He goes, let me ask you, ask him a few questions. And I go, if you had to pick a brokerage, like if you were going to leave Royal Page, you know, who would you go with? He sure. goes, nobody. He right. goes, I will never leave. Yeah. Or at least at the time. I, I don't, you know, you don't know what the future holds. But the yeah. point is, he was very, very, like he was trying to reiterate that yeah. all the needs that he had the you know they were uh helping him with or supporting with it and i said you know what that's it that, i've made my decision there i stopped looking yep and i said okay that that's you know it goes back to trust yes i trusted my friend bill who trusted emilio who therefore gave me that strong solid foundation so then i trusted in that and that's when i realized real estate is about that brand as well for it sure it doesn't matter how much ads you do if people do not believe in you they can be your best friend. They still won't use you. Well, look, I mean, you have all the the distribution channels through social media and you can turn them on at any time. You can get a LinkedIn account, yeah. get a Facebook, Instagram. They're all free. But what are you going to say? Well, exactly. <laughs> you, and, and when you meet with a client face-to-face uh, -face on the phone, if you're not knowledgeable or you don't know what to say, there's going to be some friction and you probably won't get the business either, right? It's true. So in terms of um, not to make this any type of infomercial for, for, for Royal Page Signature, definitely, I mean, I've been blessed to know the, the, the Slidem brothers for now 10 years. They're hands down the most involved, innovative, and just willing to do anything for you brokers out there. Hands down, I, at one time with Real Estate Center, we were our own brokerage, we were recruiting. So I, I went around to a lot of the offices. There's no state-of-the-art real, like, real estate offices. There's, you can probably count on like one finger how many there is in, in, in the uh, Southern Ontario market. These guys got two 17,000 square foot state-of-the-art offices, one downtown, the little smaller satellite office, but uh, a thousand realtors. There's a reason why they, they don't really have a revolving door here, right? 
which makes total sense. I mean, yeah, like, like I said, I, I do not regret my decision at all. Right. Like, so that for me, that was a, a defining moment. For sure. Well, and uh, it's yeah. nice to see that you're living your passion now, my man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right? Like, I mean, media was it. Right. And that's how I got into it. Right. So right. since I started building my personal brand yep. and I was all, you know, building and building and building and building, I noticed my popularity started getting high. Right. Like in a good way. Right. I mean, I would walk into places, people would be talking to me and I'm looking at them. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I wouldn't say that, obviously. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. But they've seen they your would, video. They've seen your post or something, right? And, and ironically, here it is. Because sometimes what you see online and what you see in person are two different things. So For I would sure. look up that person. Yeah. Holy crap, we're following each other. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. sometimes I would even look. I go, oh, we even talk to each other. I go, yeah. this is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's so true. It happens all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, but it, but it's great. You know what I mean? I made a lot more connections through this stuff. And I don't mean yeah. business connections. I mean yeah. friendships. Right. Right? Like, I mean, in fact, really, how did we start talking? It was through social media. Exactly. I mean, we may have known you through the brokerage, but. You DM'd me. Um, you slid into my DMs, as the kids call it, and uh, you asked to post a post a, a, a YouTube video of mine or some podcast. Or, yes. Or, or, or you know what? Now I remember. You went into iTunes, left me a comment. I wanted to make sure that you knew that I was watching and it was me. I reached out to you saying thanks for the feedback because it really did right. mean a lot. Um, and 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 that's it. It just it built over time. Well, exactly. And now we're thinking about doing business together. And it's just like we came up with how many ideas off air. And it's that's where it it starts now online. Well, and that, and that's my point, right? So I mean, the potential out there is great. And that's why I liked helping people. Like that was one of the reasons I chose real estate and was to help people. But I realized I could not, like my ability and my thing, I could not maximize my potential. And, but through social media, I believe I can. Mm -hmm. Through the internet and through my creative abilities, because I'm a creative guy. Sure. Right? So through my creative abilities, I think I could do more good. Right. Which is why this is feeling more like my passion. It's like Spider-Man. Once you know your powers, you, you got, got it. You got, you that's know it. What that's I mean? it. That's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Right? So speaking of that. Yes. What was your defining moment in terms of content? Like, how did you guys decide that maybe we should try it? Uh, look, we also had, uh, you know, something I didn't make mention of it for, for Five years, we had a radio show on AM640, sorry, originally on News Talk 1010, and then AM640. Uh, so I knew that getting out there was a no-brainer. Uh, after the passing of my partner, it was a matter of what are we going to do? Uh, he was uh, he was just great on camera, like amazing. Uh, and I, I at that time, I felt, you know what? It's That's not my expertise. Not that I'm scared of the camera. Like now I love the camera and love the cameras. But at the start, it was, what it, What am I going to be like a uh, 100% natural at? Being on the phones for me is something I've done for 15, uh, 20, 20 years now, right? And so that was very natural. I really didn't know too much about the podcasting world, but I knew that it was just the mic and it was audio. Right. Okay. And like, I'm really going into the dirts of my mind and, and from a strategic perspective, what was going on. Please do. And, and, and it was, I think I'm like, I, I'm going to be good at that because I'm comfortable. It's just the mic. And a mic to me is the same as holding a phone. And literally as we turned on the mics, it, everything was natural. It, everything came out natural. And I said, yeah, we're going to stick with this audio thing. I, at one point then met with, um, 
one of our guests, I think it was Ryan Sirhan, uh, that episode that we did yes, in New York. That's that's the first one I saw. See, there you I go. saw so, things before that, don't yeah, get me wrong, but it was right. the first one I looked at and I yeah. said, you know what? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have a lot of content coming up till now. Yes. Then you, and then you got Ryan and then I'm thinking, okay, I know you mentioned the uh, interview with uh, Phil Soper. Which, yeah. uh, to be honest, was inspiring to me as well. Yeah. Um, Phil's just an awesome guy. I'm right. Phil Soper, president and CEO of Royal Page Canada. Uh, I've had the pleasure of sitting down with him and recording twice, but met, like we talk all the time. So when I sat down with Ryan in New York, we were like, okay, well, we're flying to New York. We kind of got to get this on camera. Shout out to Ryan Serhan, good looking guy. He make, you know, He's very easy on the eyes and said, let's put it on camera. As we put it out on camera, put it onto the YouTube world, we started to get a lot of views and a lot of comments, most importantly, a lot of feedback. And then we said, okay, let's turn on the cameras for every single episode now. Right. And then the last thing that, like I used to be an avid reader, now I only consume books through audio. Right. Because my drive in, it's just easier for me. But I know how many people still read. I'm exactly the same way in yeah. the way that, uh, except I listen to podcasts, in my uh, car, you'll yeah. never hear, like the only time you hear music yeah. is when I'm with company because sure. you know, oh, so I they don't listen to my podcast. Not that I mind them listening to the podcast, yeah, 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 but it's yeah, yeah. like, come on in. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're listening to uh, REC experience. And looking at me going, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. I thought, but when I drive alone, which is most of the time, because let's face it, I'm in some form of sales, whether it's sure. media or not. Obviously. Yes. So I'm in my car a lot. Right. And that being said, I just listen to podcasts. I, um, I actually still love reading myself. Yeah. In fact, one of my aspirations is to write a book. I'm oh, going to do it by 2020. You are going to do it. I'm going to aim for 2019. Right. But uh, my fallback is 2020 just because I have a lot of things on the horizon. Can I give you some advice about the book? Go ahead. You know how you felt when you were, when we were talking off air and then when we started, like when you're doing your introduction about the anxiety and that yes. feeling? You got to put that on, pace, uh, on paper right now because in two years from now, or next, you're going to forget it. You're not going to be able to describe it the same way. You're so right. You got to get that on paper or just record yourself the feeling that you had. The nice thing is, is that you'll be able to take the content from today's that introduction exactly. and because you kind of lived it, right? And being honest, that's the other part of the podcast for me. And that's why I always make sure I have something personal in there. It's more of a, you know, it's an information for sure. the listener, but sure. it's also a reminder for me. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. And so to f just answer your question um, in terms of content, then I knew that, okay, a lot of people are reading still. And so now we have a copywriter and we're going, like we have a blog that we write, long form blog. And it's kind of neat, right, to see some of our content now on, on paper. Because I'm also in the process of writing a book and you can start to see the pieces come together. Yes, now, right? yes, yeah. exactly. And then you do it, you get feedback and it's, it's really ready, fire, aim. It's funny, I had somebody come into the office yesterday and say, ready, fire, aim, but they only really focused on the fire part. And it's like, well, that, Jazz, that doesn't really make sense. It's because everyone forgets the aim. Like you still need to aim. Go out, fire, throw some things out there, but you still need to figure out accuracy. You want to hit the target. Right. It's just don't don't spend time trying to hit the target and never pull the trigger. Well, You're so better off pulling the trigger five times and then readjusting toward to, uh, to right. the target. This is the the way I read that. Yeah. Ready, fire, aim, and maybe because yeah. my entrepreneurial. Yeah. I looked at that as execute. Yes. And then adjust. Exactly. Exactly that. Not everyone just saw it, sees it like that, and so um, it's why we just 
got out there, get, get, we get the feedback, what's good, what's not good. Uh, some things we, we, we try to change. There's others I can't. I, I had somebody comment and saying I move my, like I play with the water bottle a lot. I just do things sometimes that I cannot, I cannot stop. Clem, my videographer, hates that I use my hands all the time. And so, um, and I just, I just do that. And so by him being so creative, he'll think of ways to, to make use of it. I move around. So look, there's a, uh, there's there's always going to be someone or something trying to hold you back. It's just a matter of just just like run through that kind of stuff. Right. I call it patience. Yeah. Right. Because uh, it's um, one of those things that, uh, you know, like a lot of people will even take social media. I'll take my experiences even with clientele that I've had. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, it's like, oh, I got to get online. You know, they get online. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, oh, let's spend $1,000. No, I'm going to spend $10,000. I'll spend 100000 if it brings me back. And then you, and you go, what's your opening budget? Oh, $500. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah, and that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with yeah, it. you got to start right. with something. Right. Right? Even if it's 100 bucks, it's better than zero. got to start somewhere. But then the, the point is, it's consistency is more important than the amount. I totally agree. And what ends up happening is, you know, one day, two days, three days. Oh, well, we, we, we did this for three days and not one call. I go, yeah, but it doesn't work that way. I go, the name is social media. It's right in the name. Social. You got to be social. Oh, well, did anybody comment? Oh, yeah, I got a couple comments. What would you say? Oh, nothing. I don't have time for that. I think the best. And like, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, some of the, the, the best analogy that I can probably use that most people will get is like going to the gym tomorrow and working out and then waking up the next day and, and, and like wondering where the muscles are. Right. And it that's just the thing, doesn't right? work like that. You need more consistency, right? Right. And yeah. this is what I call, like, that same analogy. Yeah. I call January 20 the real New Year's. Right. Because January 1st, everyone has these ambitions. Sure. January 20, they actually do what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. So, yeah, and that's I see my that. point, though. The point is with social, it's a slow climb. And the whole idea is informative. And then people make their own decisions. Right. That could take... You know, before you get even any real responses, is that I could even take a good six months. You know what I mean? Like it's, and you don't never know. If yeah. you, you know, like it's like, even when I started, I used to get one or two likes and yep. I even, I went through the same emotion going, oh, nobody's liking my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, you can't have your whole you know, value worth on two P on two likes. For sure. Right. Like, so it's one of those things now where how many years later I got a video that's uh, online about me exercising. Right. For me, it's something so silly just because I want to try the Orange Theory yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, I've got yeah. 1,200 views. <laughs> but it's like yeah, yeah, three yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I'm not expecting calls for that. I'm not yeah. expecting, you know what I mean? I'm glad I entertain people. Right. Right. And then the whole point is providing information. And, and you know what I mean? And that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So if I'm here to provide information, if somebody sees my post and they got the information they need from it, what are they going to message for? So right. who I saw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the point? For sure. But if they have questions, they'll message me. Exactly. And that's okay. Exactly. Right? It's it, you're it's the long game, right? Exactly. It's the long, it, and, and really it comes down to, in my opinion, it's brand versus sales, right? Branding versus sales. Sales is really short term. Branding is long term. Um, a, a, a mutual guy that we obviously all follow is Gary Vee. He'll, he'll say that it's either the sprinter versus the marathon runner. Right. It, you just got to decide what you're going to be, right? Now, you can, well, exactly. you can sometimes be a sprinter. But the ones that win long term are the marathon runners. They and just I do. agree. I agree. Consistency is key. And, and, and it's like I post at least three, four times a day, if not sure. more. Yeah. Sometimes I overpost what some people would say, but that's okay. Mm, I, I totally disagree with anybody who says that. No, of course um, I do too. I think, I think if you're not, and my team is gets drilled with this every single day, is that if we're not coming out with at least 15 to 20 pieces of content a day, we're not doing a good enough job. And here's why, John. Because see, what happens? So you know how we were talking about feedback? 
and the ready, fire, aim. So this is what happens. You put out 20 pieces of content. That's approximately 600 pieces of content a month. It's approximately 7,200 pieces of content a year. You put out, say, 7,200 pieces of content. Like, I'm really playing it out, right? Right. You, play, you put out 7,200 pieces of content. You get feedback on 1,000 of them. The 1,000... Out of the thousand, you're going to get, say, a hundred. That's like real feedback that you're going to execute on. Your next 7,200 pieces of content the next year, this is why it's the long game, the next 7,200 pieces of content are going to be that much better because you got real content. You, you got real feedback from that hundred people. Now the game stepped up. Now you're better. And whatever you're trying to convert on, you're going to execute more. But the only way of doing that is with more content. You know more than anyone else right. that the algorithms in Instagram and Facebook, it doesn't work. I can post the same picture five times in the day and you you might not even see it every single time. You're right. You're right? right. So anybody exactly. who thinks you're overposting, look, the net game, there might be 10 people who say you're overposting. Don't mind them. It's the hundred that are you're gonna you're gonna get more uh, another hundred. I agree with you. So you're still up ninety people. Well, the way I look at it is, if someone feels that I post too much, yeah, what that really means, yeah. is that whatever you're looking at, yes, doesn't interest you and doesn't and bring you value. Yeah, it doesn't bring you value. Totally agree. And chances are, my whole stream doesn't bring you value. So right. whatever I'm talking about doesn't interest you. Yes. So at the same time, if it doesn't interest you, why yeah. are you looking? For sure. Right. It's okay. I'm yeah. not offended if you unfollow me. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like no I, friction, I, like, man. I'm there to bring. Value. Yes. And if I'm not bringing value, yeah. then what's the point? I mean, I'm not for everybody. Not everyone's for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Yep. It's all about what I can deliver to the market. That's a value. Yep. And it's about mm-hmm. consistency. Like, I'm in it for the long game. Look, you know I, what I, mean? like, I, I, I love hearing that. That's music to my ears. Um, in terms of, like, just to, since we're talking about content, we're going to take this piece of content now and we're going to take out the audio. We're going to use the audio for our podcast. Um, we're also going to use, there's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten pictures done with this. There's going to be two, three long medium posts uh, for medium.com in a long written form. We're going to have four to five Facebook videos done. And so we're probably up to 20 pieces of content with a 40 minute conversation that you and I had. Right? Right. So, exactly. like, it's not hard but at the same time you have to put it in the work well exactly like even one of my long-term plan yeah is uh is like my whole objective is documenting yes and one of the things i'm going to do is my like my next step you say what's my next step yeah like when i get to the next level what does yep. that look like yeah i'm going to have a full-time videographer yes following me around and 100%. documenting my whole life for sure um now obviously i'm not going to post all 24 hours yeah and there's going to be sleep time but the 100%. point i'm getting at is everything that's relevant yep. will be stripped out and posted said and you'll get 52 pieces of content there Exactly. <laughs> like you don't have to overthink it, right? No. And that's the whole point. It's just about documenting. For sure. It, there has no other purpose. Well, I think, especially in the real estate business, I think where people get stopped or they, 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 they don't do it is because they're like, well, I'm not going to have much to talk about. Look, I don't care if you just started yesterday in the real estate business. You have something to say, which is, I just started in the real estate business. I got into my car and I was having a burger and the ketchup fell on my pants. And, uh, okay, later. Bye. Like, well, people, that's your first episode. Just get it out there. Yeah. Well, people even resonate. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Simple message of why you're doing it is content. And yeah. people will resonate <laughs> with that. True. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's sort of like, like, you didn't wake up and say, hey, I'm a realtor today. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. Right? For like, sure. Like, even for me, when I started, I'll be honest. Like, this is, a lot of people don't know this and I've never shared it. You're right. But the day, I used to have panic attacks the day before the exam. And I had a study buddy who was also with Signature. 
Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Okay. And I remember, like, sometimes, like, he's very, very laid back and very friendly. And, you know what I mean? But the problem is uh, I'm a nerve bag the day before the exam. So there's been a few times, poor guy, I feel bad because there's been a couple of times, like, he's just being his natural laid back self because I got an anxiety. I took it out on him. I blew up. Right. Right. Like, I'm trying to study. You know, like, <laughs> and it's one of those things that, you know, I get that way because it was so important to me. Right. And then the next morning I'd wake up and I'm like, oh, God, it's time to go. I'd study. Like at the donut shop, one time I studied to the point that I looked at it and I said, I'm 15 minutes away from the exam. And the exam starts at eight, I think it was eight or nine. Right. And I'm like 10 minutes away from the exam. I'm like, I don't even know if Im going to make it. So I'm like going, I'm going, I'm going, oh, yeah, wow. I, I puked. Right. Uh, every exam right before I got there, I puked. <laughs> <Okay>. and, <laughs> and it's like, there's only one exam that I didn't puke. Right. And that was the exam I did the worst on. Sure. <laughs> so it's just the way that you deal with it, right? And right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You, the nice thing is that you know it and that's your hack and you probably need to, well, no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, and so you need, like, that's good. It's good. But, but yeah, you figured the, it the, out, right? The point is, it's being real with yourself. And if you're real with yourself and you're real with everyone else, so true. There's interest there. You may not think it's interesting. And, and it's, yeah, dropping the ketchup bag is not interesting. Right. But the emotion yeah. that came from right. that right. is what makes it interesting. Well, it makes it real and authentic because if you go and rent the, the Lambo and the $5,000 suit for your content, but then they bump into you to, in the Starbucks a week later and you don't got that Lambo and that $5,000 suit what like what are they gonna think of you then? It's not real, and no. people will feel like you can see it if you just were just real about it. I think the best thing that at one point happened to me, maybe around end of season one, maybe around there, some I can't remember exactly, was when I was like, you know what, I'm just not gonna worry about the times I say um and ah uh, and I stutter and I do like. Because then it, I was free. It was like I was a bird. Yeah. It was, I was just like, I was able to do and go to places where I felt very, very free in my mind because I was no longer worried about what the people are thinking. That's it. Because I knew I brought some value and the people that are going to like it are going to like it. And the ones that don't, aren't. Right. Where'd you bring up, brought up another point? And, you know, it's kind of a little bit off topic. Yeah. But it's, honest to God, it's a real pet peeve of myself it mm. irritates me mm -hmm. is this whole fake it till you make it yeah and it's huge in real estate yeah for it's sure huge it is. how for many sure. times do you go in the parking lot yeah. and see a bunch of uh mercedes yeah. um bmws Audis, sure. even some ferraris yeah you know what i mean and then uh you know those same people are sitting there uh you know w with the fancy suits the fancy everything then they go to the restaurant and they're going oh do i have the right credit card on yeah me? yeah you know what i mean i'm like yeah. something going let's face the reality 80 yeah. percent of the people yeah. in real estate do not even make one sale in the whole year. I think it's actually even higher than that now, and that's right? My point. Yeah. 55,000 yeah. realtors, yeah. 80,000 transactions of last year, and I'm rounding up, just to be clear, not even down, up. Yeah. And that's 1.5 transactions per person at most, and 5% do the majority. The way I look at it, this is the breakdown that I've calculated, and I'm a little off because the numbers have changed, mm -hmm. but 5% make wealth, and 15% uh, make a living. And the remainder are starving, doing their bartending. So the point is, why do you need a Mercedes or a BMW? I'm not the one to credit. I drive a Mercedes. But the point yeah, is, yeah. I bought mine three years old used. Right, right. And I bought it for cash. And I bought it at a reduced rate with a trade-in for my truck. So the point I'm getting at is, is not that, oh, look at me. That's not what I mean by it. Right. I, what I'm saying is the point is, I didn't even go out and buy a brand new. 
and I bought it with the money that I had. I didn't buy it with the money that I, you know, to fake it. Yeah. And, and and to be clear, yeah. it's not the money I made, right? Mm-hmm. Just I'll be clear. I, I'm, I'm up front on this. You know what I mean? I, I have a comfortable life, but that has nothing to do with my work. My work was shit. Yeah. Like uh, I'm saying I did good work, mm. but what I mean, like my work never made me big, big bucks. Um, I inherited my my with my comfort. Okay. Right? You know, yeah. I, I don't hide that from anybody right. and I don't care who knows it. Right. Right. Reality is I inherited it and you know what I mean? Like and, and that's the thing. So reality is daddy bought me a car. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what it comes down to. Sure. So but the point is I don't like this fake it thing. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? You know, like why are, first of all, if you hate suits, why are you wearing one? hundred percent. I, I like suits on occasions on this right. formal thing. On a yeah. normal day, I don't want to wear a suit. Right. I couldn't care less. In fact, actually, I wanted to come here in jogging pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, 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 <laughs> You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I yeah. settle in between with I my jeans. I get it, man. I so, get it. Just be yourself is my message. For sure. It's, like, it's going to really play out in the next few years. Yes. Right? And yeah. so uh, I think people who do try to fake it till they make it, it's, it's very short term. It's going back to the whole branding versus sales. Uh, it's how do I make the quick buck and stuff like that plays out. It's their business. I I want to be here in the next 50 years doing this exact same thing or some type of version of it. Uh, and, and I just, look, I worry about when I'm speaking to somebody buying or selling or investing, I worry about uh, them telling their friend that, you know, I'm, I'm full of bull, like I'm full of shit. Like that concerns me. And so I just never play to that. Like I just, I, I it's always like, here's all the information and I tell people all the time, in like for the last decade, you take it and you go to your cousin who's a realtor. I don't care because I just know that there's enough people that will come back and use my service. Right. So, th- and I don't have to think about like, uh, should I should I give them this information? Should I, you know, the whole like talking from a technical perspective, like tech perspective. Sorry that the whole click and bait switch and all that like all that kind i'm just not into that like here's all the information you want to you want to you want to uh uh work with us great if not don't like i'm looking over at clem for a second like that's how he got hired like it was literally come on board and i told him come on board i have no I, i had 60 resumes i looked at zero clem called and emailed so he did his thing he followed up came in front of my face i looked at him i said look buddy Come on board. I know nothing really about you. She showed me a video. I was like, ah, it looks like you know what you're doing. Understand that if we don't jive, that I'm going to let you go. Like, and there's the understanding between you and I. And if it works, great. You're going to stay on. If not, like, I I don't have the ego. Like, oh my God, people are going to look at me. I hired someone and I had to fire them. I don't, like that stuff never bothers me. I, and that's how I think about clients as well. Like, you want to work with well, me? Great. If true. not, not. Yeah, that's it, man. Right? Yeah. And, and like one story before I move on to the another next part mm-hmm. is even about authenticity. And I'll tell you a story. I started telling you it before we got on. And, um, you know, where I said I, I kind of indirectly, well, directly lost a uh, friend over this. And uh, it was my actually my last real estate transaction. And what happened was that I, I went through this. And, yeah, like one of the things that uh, David Hume first uh, said to me in the first training class, not me, he said it to the whole class, was that you have to decide what type of realtor you're going to be, what is your uh, motto, what you're going to put, you know, what are you going to stand for, what are you going to do, what are you willing to accept and not accept? Mm -hmm. I mean, he said it in a more eloquent way than I did. But the point is, it really comes down to who am I and what am I going to be about? And I decided from the get-go what my commission structure was going to be, what I was going to do, what I was not going to do, what I was willing to offer, how I was going to add value, and, you know, what was not acceptable. Great. Now, my last transaction, which kind of sealed the deal for me, and it showed me how um, I was not into it anymore. Okay. Um, I had a friend of mine who uh, 
like it was a friend, two people, and they were partners and uh, business partners. So what ended up happening was they had one listing, and um, one guy was really, really concerned about the commission rate. And I, at first, I dismissed it. The first time we talked, I said, "Nah, if you have someone, use them, right?" But then I thought about it and said, "You know what? I don't really have anything on the go. Maybe I could do this." Because then it can generate uh, some more hype. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll help the guy out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's helping me. I'm helping. Everyone's going to win. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much cut my commission rate in half, which up till that point, in three years of it, I've been saying, nah, not interested. Mm-hmm. And now I decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I went home and I was talking to my brother, my brother or sister, somebody. And I said, okay, I got this listing. I go, but my gut feeling says this is going to be a problem. I got re- something in me said, this is going to be a real problem. And it turns out it was. It was a real problem, actually. Um, a lot of it was my own fault. A lot of it was my own fault. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, mm-hmm. but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember what happened is I'm discouraged, right? Because I, you calculate everything. And all of a sudden, what happens when you reduce commission, you're not going to spend on it. Because now you're, sure. it's you're not, not making as much. Well, because it's not cheap, yeah. right? Like it's like everyone thinks it's like you just put a sign on the lot and it's over, right? Yep. No, it's not. Yep. It costs money, right? Like, and, and that's fine. The real thing should have been if I couldn't do, if I couldn't service the person 100%, I should have just not taken it. Yeah, but you learn. You know what I mean? Yep. And it was a learning experience. Yep. So I went there and another place had mold in the ceiling, Yeah. right? Now yeah. at the time when I took it, I didn't know, right? I went back to take pictures and I looked and I go, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, what did I get myself in? And I... And the thing is, I even emailed the person and said, here, this is the situation. Your bathroom has mold. Right. Right. And you you need to really look at this. And, um, of course, one of the partners didn't even read, but I assumed he did. Right. Because the other partner replied. Now, he replied with something I did not want to hear, which was, what are you going to do about it? And the first thing in my head is, what am I going to do about it? I'm a realtor, not a uh, construction guy. Right. Right. But, I mean... This is where I flawed. Yeah. Because reality is I should have investigated further. It sure. turns out the building took care of that. Got it. But because I got defensive right away, I, you know, I turned around and says, I go, look, it's not working. Yeah. I go, if we don't have anything going on by Monday, I'm done with it. Right. That was the wrong move. Right. Right. Like, I mean, not because I cut it out. Yeah. I mean, the point is that I should have never let it get to that point. For sure. Now, I realized the other guy didn't read it later. Right. So now what ended up happening, because there was bad feelings and because I didn't handle it right either. Now, you know, I got one guy in the middle who's in an awkward spot. Yeah. And I got the other person who I lost as a friend. So the moral of the story was that I remained authentic to myself. The one time I dropped my guard. It, it bit you in the ass. Right. So it it's, always that's, does, that's why I'm saying the importance of being yeah. authentic. For sure. And knowing yourself and yeah. knowing what you will and won't do and mm-hmm. what you're about. You always have to remain intact. So true. You know what I mean? And, and if, if something's going to sway you from there, so follow true. your gut and just don't do it. Yeah, totally. So I think we got the point of authenticity here. For sure. So <laughs> the other thing I was going to get at is uh, for the viewers and listeners, why don't uh, what I want to know is can you give like the top five things people should consider when it comes to investing in a property? Um, so first and foremost, find out if, uh, uh, you know, ask yourself, are you looking for a, uh, passive or an active investment? Uh, meaning that are you going to work the property? Like, is this going to be something that you're comfortable doing like a flip, uh, adding value, i.e. a, a basement apartment? Um, or do you, are you looking for something more passive, like a pre-construction condo? 
Okay, so that's definitely something that you want to look for, a look at. Uh, second is know your numbers. Right. Know how much capital you have to invest. Um, know what the cash flow is going to be on the numbers. It's not the only way you win in real estate is cash flow. Uh, you know, just j- the fact that the value goes up over time. Mortgages are paid by, by paid down by tenants. That's something that you definitely want to look at. Then pick an area, pick a location. Right. Um, pick a location because are you okay with a forty-five uh, minute drive if you have to manage it yourself? Fourth, I would say is build out your all-star team. Uh, real estate all-star team. Get in touch with a local realtor, uh, a, an independent mortgage broker, in my opinion, because he or she is unbiased in terms of uh, where they place your mortgage. And number five, make sure you have a stomach for it. If you don't, like, this is not a quick, real estate's not a quick, uh, uh, you know, get rich quick scheme. If, if you think about it like that, understand that you might get burnt just like you do at the casino. However, if you think about it long term, still you need a gut for it. You need a stomach for I agree it with you on that. because um, tenants, life happens, right? Tenants don't pay. Um, you have you have vacancy at times. Uh, the value didn't go up at the rate that you thought it was. Understand again, as as probably the, uh, the huge theme of this episode was being patient in real estate. You better be patient. So that'd be my five you. tips, man. I agree with you there. Like even myself, I always had a theory. Yeah. When it comes to investment, yeah, you uh, should look at it on a good market. Like if it's hot, hot, hot. Yeah. A minimum of five years. Yeah. And then uh, it, you know you should have a contingency plan that you should be able to carry it for at least ten years in case things go bad. Yeah, man. Look, I think really it's not the sexiest thing that we we talk about. Um, and we probably lose some clients over it. And I know I have personally for sure that I can think of right away is, is we talk about the buy and hold strategy, right? It, it's boring. It's like watching paint dry. But Warren Buffett himself said if you were to do his whole investing thing all over again, he would just buy single family homes and rent them out. And the reason is because he just keeps them, rents them out, puts tenants in there, values go up. Mortgages go down. He refinances it. Pull out more. That 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 like that game. You just keep on playing that game, right? And so it's really um, you got to think long term with it. Like I, I I tell my investors all the time. I personally only buy real estate that I I picture holding forever. Because right. what am I going to do when I sell it? Invest it into something else? But then I got to think about my capital gains. I got to think about the costs involved. Why not just keep it? It's generally giving me a fantastic return, better than anything else. Um, and it, I can leverage off of it, right? And so right. it's a little different than stocks, for example, um, because A, I don't need to, uh, 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 like with real estate, I can buy with 20% down. So if the home is uh, $800,000, I'm not paying 800000 out of my pocket. That's you know, true. I'm paying $160,000 out of my pocket. And the rest, the, I'm using other people's money. Stocks, you can do it, but it's not very common, right? No, it's not a very not. common strategy. That's it, John. All right, Jazz. I'm not going to take up any more time. I just got one more thing for you. Awesome. Is uh, I mean, I'm going to post all your uh, information and contact yeah. you know, at the bottom. Yeah. But for people who are driving and saying, oh, how do I reach this person? How do I find this person? Maybe awesome. we can give them an audio of how to reach you. Yeah, look, I, uh, the, the easiest place you can find us on Instagram, and social and Facebook and all that, the easiest place to probably go is going to be is uh, www.recexperience.com. Again, that's recexperience.com. And you'll get, you'll find out how to be connected with us. It's all of our podcasts and our, uh, you know, you can call us. Um, and that's it. That's the easiest place, buddy. Excellent. Thank you so much. Jeff. Thank Thanks you so interview. much for doing this, buddy. You were great. 
Thank you so much. You're fantastic. I'm Thanks really a lot. Touched. Thanks a lot, John. Thanks again.